It is estimated that four in five serious medical errors involve miscommunication when a doctor or other healthcare worker transfers or hands off care from one provider to another. It's a problem being addressed by the Joint Commission Center for Transforming Healthcare in 10 hospitals and health systems across the country. You're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Mark Chasson. Dr. Chasson is the president of the Joint Commission. In his role, he oversees the activities of the nation's predominant standard-setting and accrediting body in healthcare. Joint Commission accreditation certification is recognized worldwide as a symbol of quality and reflects an organization's commitment to quality improvement in meeting state-of-the-art performance standards. Previously, Dr. Chasson was the Edmund Guggenheim Professor of Health Policy and founding chairman of the Department of Health Policy at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. And he was also Executive Vice President for Excellence in Patient Care at Mount Sinai Medical Center. Before coming to Mount Sinai, Dr. Chasson served as Commissioner of the New York State Department of Health. He is a board-certified internist and practiced emergency medicine for 12 years. We're so glad to have him joining us from his offices at the Joint Commission in the western Chicago suburb of Oak Brook Terrace. Dr. Mark Chasson, welcome to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Thanks, Bruce. I'm delighted to be with you. Well, this is a new initiative, and I think that, you know, anyone of our listeners would be able to understand this. It's like, you know, people talk about medical errors, and they know the Joint Commission works with providers and hospitals in particular into improving a situation. But tell us a little bit about, first of all, the Joint Commission Center and this new initiative that you're doing with some well-known hospitals across the country. This is a new initiative. The Center for Transforming Healthcare is a brand new part of the Joint Commission. It has been operational for about two years now. And the idea is that we are partnering with hospitals and health systems across the country who have invested in mastering some of the newest and most effective tools in process improvement. And I'm talking about Lean, Six Sigma, Change Acceleration. And we're using those tools to produce much more effective solutions to some of the nastiest safety and quality problems that healthcare delivery organizations have been struggling with for many years. The first project that the center tackled was improving hand hygiene compliance. Mm -hmm. Those results are now in the dissemination tool that we've created so that all accredited organizations have access to that tool and to those learnings. And the second project is the one that you identified that is trying to improve communications in transitions of care. And the colloquial term uh, in the United States for this is handoff communication, really refers to a variety of different kinds of transitions. It could be a shift change from one nursing shift to another. It could be physicians handing off care responsibility when they go off duty. Or it could be the movement of a patient from an emergency department to an intensive care unit or from a recovery room after an operation to a surgical bed for further recovery. And as you said in your opening, what we found when we've looked at the root causes and contributing factors to very nasty adverse events is that four out of five of them have at one point or another, and sometimes in several situations, have had contributing causes that are linked to miscommunications across these transitions. 
You know, when you talk about a, let's take a nurse shift, for example, and then we can move to the physician situation. Give us an example of a problem that has happened, an error that has happened, and perhaps something that is being worked on that would prevent that, like at a nurse shift change, for example. Well, so for example, nurses do this several times a day, depending on how the work is structured. What the off-going shift tells the ongoing shift is about what issues individual patients have that they need to be attentive to what procedures are scheduled, what tests are scheduled, and if a particular problem is not directly communicated as being highly important in that patient's management, it may not be attended to as quickly as it needs to be by the oncoming shift. So there are many, many opportunities for balls to be dropped, for miscommunication that results in delays in tests, that results in missed opportunities to find a problem early on when it's easily corrected so that it goes on for longer, becomes harder to correct. And the ways that uh, hospitals and other organizations have approached this set of problems is by standardizing the way in which that communication takes place. And that's what our center projects are focused on. The interesting thing about a lot of these things that you guys address Oftentimes, it's not exactly directed to actual patient care. I mean, I think when the general patients and consumers hear this and even providers are thinking, well, someone said made a mistake on the operating table, whatever, but it's usually sort of away from that. Well, you're right. There are often, uh, in fact, usually many contributing factors that are outside of the uh, sharp end or where care is actually delivered that create situations in which it's very difficult for the caregiver at the point of care to do the right thing. And of course, that's exactly the opposite of what we want to create, which are the situations where it's easy to do the right thing and very hard to do the wrong thing. So a couple of examples from this project. The first is that in applying these tools that we're calling robust process improvement, these new highly effective process improvement tools, the first thing you have to do is measure the magnitude of the problem very precisely. And in this instance, that proved to be one of the most difficult challenges because nobody's really measured the effectiveness of communication well. And what the group of 10 hospitals and systems in this project decided to do was to look at the problem from the perspective of both the team that was sending the patient and the team that was receiving the patient. And what they basically said was, unless both teams say that this transition of care communication was safe and effective, then it's not a successful handoff. Mm -hmm. So they developed the measurement system to assess both what the senders and the receivers' views of the particular transition of care communication was. They measured, and lo and behold, they found that senders and receivers have very different expectations about what a successful transition of care handoff is. Senders, for example, only rated 21% of the handoffs as unsuccessful, but receivers rated 37% of them unsuccessful. And typically, because the receiver thought they didn't get enough information in order to manage the patient successfully. So one of the conclusions that they came to is that the senders and receivers had different expectations about what constituted a successful handoff, and that was one of the most important first realizations leading to the next step of understanding the causes of those failures and then to the interventions which usually involve standardization 
of more of the components of the information that both sides need to recognize as important in constituting an effective handoff communication. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Jepson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Mark Chasson, who is the head of the Joint Commission, um, which our listeners may know as kind of the lead accrediting body for hospitals and health facilities across the country. And one of the the things they're tackling with this new center that they have is miscommunication among caregivers. And Dr. Chasson was just telling us some examples of some of the things that are being done. And if you could, doctor, could you tell us about some of the entities involved in this? And also, perhaps I see a list of specific causes of unsuccessful handoffs, and maybe we can go over those for our listeners, and perhaps maybe they can start to work on addressing these on their own. Yes, sure. So the 10 participating hospitals in this particular project, all of these are participating in our Center for Transforming Healthcare, as I said, because they've mastered these process improvement tools, and they include uh, Exemplo Lutheran in Colorado, Fairview in Minnesota, Intermountain in Utah, headquartered in Utah and Salt Lake, Johns Hopkins, Kaiser Permanente, Mayo, New York Presbyterian, North Shore LIJ, Partners, and Stanford. And one of the typical findings in these projects, when the measurement is created and all of these organizations measure the same way, look for what the causes of the failures are, what they find is a whole long list of contributing factors or causes of the failed communication in in these instances. And those causes differ from one place to another. So if you actually go to the center's website, what you'll see, and you click on the handoff communication project, you'll see a series of charts or storyboards that highlight some of these findings. And one of them is a long list of many of the causes of handoff communication failures. And what you'll see is how the pattern of causes differs from one place to another. So for example, There were several places that noted that one of the problems in completing a successful handoff is that the communication process was interrupted. So somebody was called away to do a patient care task or was interrupted with a question from somebody else and the process never got completed. There was inadequate time often depending on the nature of the handoff. That was another problem noted by several but not all of the hospitals. And given how busy, I mean, you just, I'm sure people are listening now and whether they're a patient or a physician, I mean, how many times in the middle of getting some care or instruction is the doctor called away? Is the nurse called away? I mean, you can totally see how this happens. Absolutely. When left unstructured and without clear procedures and rules, patient care demands take caregivers away from any process they're engaged in. So what these organizations, these hospitals did is to say, look, during this critical time of communicating this vital patient information, which they've standardized between receiver and sender, so now they're talking about how to improve and get rid of some of these causes, we're going to create a time where there is no interruption. When nurse to nurse, if it's a transfer from an emergency department to an inpatient floor, or if it's doctor to doctor, during this time, you don't get interrupted, you know, except for the most extreme emergencies. To place a higher priority on completing the communication of vital patient information, which, as we have just talked about, so often contributes to patient deterioration and preventable adverse events. Recognizing that elevates the importance 
of communicating fully across these transitions and then leads to a higher priority for making sure that the time is adequate and the information is standardized and both receiver and sender agree that it's been handled appropriately. And one of the things that I think that folks could do in their own offices and is you talk about educating and coaching. Tell us a little bit about that or maybe some of the more simple advice that you would give people just right off the bat. Well, right off the bat, I think one of the most important things to recognize is that we have to be all agreed on what the vital information is that the receiver needs from the sender in order to do their job in taking care of the patient. Now, that's going to differ depending on what the transition is. So if it's a transition from recovery room after an operation to an inpatient surgical floor, the information is going to be different than if it's a transfer from an emergency department to a medical floor for a patient with heart failure or a medical condition. But the key is that the information needs to be standardized so that both receiver and sender have exactly the same expectations and the vital information is always communicated in that standardized way. Once that baseline is created, then establishing exactly how the information is communicated can vary, but it needs to be communicated effectively so that all the information is actually obtained and then sent. The last point I'd make is, again, if you look at the center's website for this information, what you'll see is that because the causes of the breakdowns vary, the same interventions to get rid of these causes are not going to work in one place as well as they did in another. You have to go through this process, especially for a problem that is as complicated as handoff communication, in understanding why it's failing when it fails at your location so that you can pick the right interventions that will work on your causes, which may differ and are likely to differ from somebody else's causes when they've looked at the problem. And that's how the center's problem solving is structured, and that's how the dissemination of interventions through our targeted solutions tool is structured so that hospitals and other organizations can be walked through the process of measuring carefully, finding their causes, and then picking from the interventions developed through center projects that work to solve their causes. They end up with a customized set of interventions that will work to solve the problems that they have. I'd also like to let you know, our listeners know, that if you have more questions or need more information on this, you can go to the website. And if you could give that website out, doctor. The website is jointcommission.org. And from there, you can get to the Center for Transforming Healthcare.org, which is the website for the center itself. Okay. Or you can get there directly, centerfortransforminghealthcare.org. That sounds great. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Dr. Mark Chasson of the Joint Commission, who has been our guest. My name is Bruce Jansen. I've been your host. You've been listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please check us out at reachmd.com. And I'd like to thank you today for listening. 